Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. In my personal life, I am a wife to a dedicated law enforcement officer and mama to three lively littles. I'm an adamantine yoga teacher, health coach, community betterment advocate, and wellness enthusiast. But what I really like doing is connecting others with tools and resources that bring about health, harmony, and happiness. Whatever this looks like to you, I'm here to offer my own insights and tools from others that allow you to realize your full potential to live mindfully as your authentic best self. Allow me to be a guide in discovering what works for you. Today, I'm talking with my friend, Kate Brown, who is the owner of Braised Bone Broth Company out of Des Moines, Iowa. Kate is one of those people who I can always find something to talk about with, and there never seems to be a loss for words between the both of us. I had so much fun talking to Kate about how she got into the bone broth industry and why she started a bone broth company when she did. We talk about everything from motherhood to entrepreneurship to functional nutrition and especially how balancing a business and being a mother to young babies or young children can really be challenging and oftentimes presents mom guilt. So Kate shares her strategies on what she has done to hopefully make life a little bit easier for her in that respect as well. Stay tuned to the end of the show for a special discount from Braised Bone Broth Company. Hope you enjoy today's show and just a little nudge to remind you that if you haven't had a chance to leave a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, would you be so kind as to go and take just a minute or so to do that? That's what helps us get this podcast out to other people, a lot of other people, and hopefully grow our following. Thanks so much. Hi, everybody. I'm talking to Kate Brown today, and she is a friend of mine from... I don't know, I guess ages ago mm-hmm. and as life has developed, we've not seen each other or talked to each other in quite some time, but she has an amazing business and I want to share it all with you guys today. So Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh boy. Um, well, I um, was born and raised in, um, well, not born technically, but I was raised my whole life in Iowa. Um, ended up going to college in, um, Wyoming. And also I did a couple semesters in Hawaii and came back to Iowa to get back to my family after I graduated with a degree in human food and nutrition and pre-medicine and was trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. And if I wanted to go to medical school, if I wanted to do something different, I took a couple different career jaunts at that time, but decided at that juncture, I guess you could say that I wanted to be in the health and wellness field, that I wanted to be in the educational space, um, working primarily in the um, more functional medicine, more holistic, um, more complementary practice space, I guess you could say. Um, And so I started a consultancy early on in my 20s. And, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, how that leads into my business was at this, at the very same time, 
I was also struggling with some very personal health issues. I was coming off of a, about a 10 year stint of being a vegetarian. And I always kind of joke, it's not really like a, it's not really like I did it well. Um, I was more of a carbitarian or a sugaritarian. Um, was trying to do my best with conventional nutritional education and a conventional background in knowledge. Um, and it wasn't until I sort of dipped into the holistic community and practitioners that I started to begin my healing journey and bone broth sort of reemerged in my life. I had been grow I had grown up on it because my mom was a from scratch cook in our house growing up. But then I kind of went off on my own food journey in my teens and early twenties and kind of went off of, um, you know, the animal products, but then I started including some of those things back into my diet based on some recommendations for my own personal health at the time. And, um, I started making these huge carafes of bone broth to take to work and I would just sip on it all day long. Um, <clears throat> what was me. it that, that brought bone broth? bone broth to light though? Like, was that a major yeah. staple in your house growing up as a kid? Yes, it was. Oh, that's a great question because yeah, I mean, 15, we're talking 15 years ago, pre-blog, pre-blogosphere and pre-podcast where right. the information was shared so quickly and um, was very much in your face. Um, so great question. I, my mom became sort of um, world famous in her sphere by being a soup maker. Um, I was sort of raised by a village, if you will. And every Sunday, at least, we would have these big, big family dinners with three or four families present. And if mom was cooking, she would almost always make a big batch of soup. And growing up then, I also ate soup for dinner very, very, very frequently. Mom was a teacher. We lived about 30 minutes from town from where I went to school. so a crock pot meal or a soup was very, very common. And because she always made it from the rich bones and it was always like such a dense, um, nutrient dense broth, whether it was veggie or bone, um, uh, in source, she is so, it's, it's so fulfilling and satisfying that soup for dinner just was how I grew up. And when I started dating Matt and I started making him dinner, and I put a bowl of soup in front of him for dinner. And he's like, well, where's the, where's the main course? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 this is not like what you're, you know, this is not Campbell's soup that we're taking out of a can. And he's been a believer ever since. And so we, we have a strong soup culture um, always in my house. It's always been that way. So then when I was, um, yeah, really struggling with some of my own health issues, um, I think I read a book at the time. I think it was Dr. Mark Hyman, actually, who's a very well-known practi uh, practitioner of functional medicine, and he has a large online audience now. But at the time, he just had written a couple books, and he had recommended this ultra broth. And so I was like, oh, that's something I know, and I'm going to just try it. And so I made it these huge batches of it, like I said, and I took it to work, and I just sipped on it all day, kind of as a cleanse, if you will. And not that that was the only thing that I did. There were several other protocols that I, that I did at the time. I do believe health is holistic in nature and has many different, um, you, you know, you sort of treat issues holistically and, and um, from a 360 degree purview, if you will. But um, 
it was one, it was probably the main food that I point to at my time of healing, along with grass-fed beef and mineralized sea salt. Those three foods, I think, kind of saved my life in a way. And not to be overdramatic, but I just... I was taking naps in my car if I had a five minute break. I was so fatigued. I, my adrenals were so burned out um, amongst other, uh, amongst other um, pre-diabetic symptoms and things like that. So I really attribute those three foods for helping me to gain back my life force. And so then over the course of the 15 years, I just encouraged my clients to kind of do the same thing um, to travel that that road that I had already sort of forged, but many of them were not willing to um, create the craft in their own house. And it is a craft. It's like something that you have to, um, I, I, I think of it as akin to a family marinara sauce. Like you tweak it over time to get to that like perfect, you know, nuance and flavor and consistency. And so, and so it's not a recipe that you follow. It's something, it's like a lifestyle habit. And many of many, many of my clients um, just weren't willing to go the extra mile to, to do that, um, to create broth as like the heart and soul of their kitchen, of their um, diet. So I just started making it out of my home and I became a broth factory. I mean, I had, for whatever reason, lots of clients that had family members who were going through cancer treatments. And of course, appetite is really affected during chemo. And so that's when I really got busy because they wanted my broth to feed their family members um, to get them through these health crises. And then it kind of coincided with famous athletes like Kobe Bryant and, um, well, that's the one that I can think of off the top of my head um, that we're working on four hours of sleep at this point. Um, he, was well, one that came, he was the one that came out and said, I, bone broth is my is my key to longevity. And I was like, bone broth? you got to be kidding me. I've been doing this forever. <laughs> um, so that's when I launched my business because I thought if, if, if anyone should try this out, it should be me. That so, is awesome. So yeah. how often should you drink bone broth? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I like to say that bone broth should be at the heart and soul of any, um, nourishing kitchen, any, any, um, mother or father or man or woman that is trying to harness food as medicine, bone broth, or just nutrient dense, even vegetable stock, some sort of nutrient dense, um, broth should be sort of the center staple. And I like drinking it as, you know, in a mug. I like making soups with it. I like making sauces with it. I like making, if I'm doing grains at the time, I'll do, you know, our rice, I'll cook our rice in it. Um, there's all these different ways to incorporate it. And so there's really no, there's really no, um, magic formula, but I always say, you know, aim for like an eight ounce serving, um, there might be days where you double that up cause you're doing a large bowl of soup or something, um, and a day that you miss, but on average, say, try to get an eight ounce serving, which is just a very small cup. It is. You know? And I think the reason that it goes a little bit goes a long way is because we don't really see those nutrients in any way, shape or form in our standard American diet, the collagen and the gelatin in particular, those are the things that are pulled from the marrow of the bones. Um, and so, I mean, we as Americans, modern Americans, you don't see us 
um, you know, sucking on the marrow from the bones, that's not a common practice for us. So it's, we're not really getting those nutrients in any other way. I mean, bone marrow is becoming more of a popular like um, culinary staple on, you know, more of the gourmet restaurants. But other than that, I mean, the, the average person isn't getting those. So that, so a very small serving goes a long way in serving your body's needs. Sure. That so. makes sense. Um, my husband and I greatly enjoy drinking bone broth. And he asked me last night when I was telling him that I was going to be interviewing you, he, I said, do you have anything you want to ask her or do you want to know? And he was like, well, how often should we actually be drinking it? Because I've listened to people talk about how you should only drink it every other day. And people, other people say every day is fine. And I'm like, okay, done. Question is asked. As you know, being in the health field is hard to answer those questions. Specifically, you have to answer them generally. Because as we know, every person is so different. Well, it sounds Um, like what you're saying is it sounds like it depends on where you are in your life. And if you're healing uh, something in particular, you're probably going to need to be drinking it more. But if you're like maintaining health or if you're feeling pretty good and you have a good balance of other nutrients that you're getting, then maybe you could go with every other day. Yeah. And this kind of, I'm sure is somewhat of a segue into the larger topic, which is balance. It is all about balance. And unfortunately, I don't think that, um, the American, the modern American lifestyle um, encourages a sense of balance. The pop culture just, we just don't, we don't know what that looks like. And, and there's so many food fundamentalists out there. There's so many legalists um, in approaching diet or any other healthy lifestyle approach. Like, I don't know, I, I over, over, especially now having kids, I realize that um, the game of balance changes throughout the seasons of your life. Um, and truly when it, I, this is just an inherent food in my life. And it's, like I said, it's just a staple food that I cook with, but I cook every meal at my home for the most part. Not a lot of Americans do that. So that's why I kind of generally say, you know, eight ounces is a good sort of way to start. Um, but you're absolutely right. If there's a, if there's like, especially a digestive issue or something that you're wanting to work on doing a nice cleanse of some sort, like I mentioned how I incorporated it in my life, um, would be probably the best way to go about it. How does it help heal your gut or, um, help with those digestive issues that may be happening? So if you were going to do a cleanse, what would that look like? What did that look like for you with more detail, I guess? Um, again, we, we sort of bundle certain products on our website and, and call it a cleanse, but me being the person that I am and being in the functional medicine space for so long, I know that individuality is key. So I am always available to my customers and clients to curate a custom um, cleanse if we need to go there. But on average, you know, Dr. Axe, I think is a big, um, um, person that believes in a practitioner, I should say that, that believes in bone broth. And on his website, he recommends anywhere between a three and seven day bone broth only cleanse for the most part. I'm sure there's some deviation to that per person, but he recommends 
um, basically doing three meals a day of bone broth or three meals and snacks with bone broth. Um, so it's fairly short lived really. And the nice thing about bone broth is that it contains quite a bit of protein and it's quite satisfying. And the way that we like to craft our bone broth is, um, bone broth with a bunch of stirrings, some, you know, seasonings that have lots of flavor and healthy fats and, um, maybe some vegetables that will give you some crunch if you're looking for that satisfaction while you're cleansing. But the main things would be the collagen and gelatin, which I've mentioned before, and then a couple different isolated amino acids that are big that are really targeting the digestive tract tissues, um, helps to go in and heal and repair those tissues. And I'm a big believer that when you focus in on gut repair, that a lot of other things can fall into line after that, because you're just getting more from your other nutrients. Um, bone broth is this really cool thing. Um, Sally Fallon, who's kind of one of the pioneers in the slow food movement, she talks about how bone broth does this action called protein sparing, which the more pro the more bone broth you drink, the more it sort of heals your gut, the more you are um, efficient at breaking down your other protein sources or your body just gets more with less, if that makes sense. So over time, um, you end up having to eat less in order to receive the same amount of nutrition, which is great for us Americans um, because it seems like we're insatiable eaters because there's no more nutrition left in our food and we just keep eating and eating and eating to try to fill those voids. So bone broth is sort of a restorative food in that way. And that's why cleansing with it is a great idea because it sort of does this little reset, you know. Um, I would say too, you know, a seasonal, a seasonal cleanse, a seasonal fast with bone broth is a great way, uh, um, excuse me, <clears throat> to sort of reset that body once the se once every season our body changes and Ayurveda shows us that. But I like starting every season with a little bit of a fast um, with bone broth. So. Cool. So fascinating. Do you still do, so you, do you still do nutrition counseling? You know, I do Kathy, but again, going back to that work-life balance, um, it's something that I've mostly referred to onto my, my colleagues, my, the clients that need the real in-depth, um, consultation I refer on, but I certainly am available to all my customers and clients for basic questions and emails and quick phone calls and things of that nature. It's so um, fantastic. People have questions. Yeah. I, I was just saying it's so fantastic. And then if, if people see you and they have these questions or if they're um, like when you're at the market, then mm -hmm. that's a great place for people to be able to, to just get that advice or that. Helpful. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people. I, what I realized when I launched my business three years ago was that there's a lot of people in even the healing food space. And I'm not trying to uh, be a Debbie Downer or put other people or brands on blast. I won't mention any names, but even in the healing food space, there's a lot of food entrepreneurs that go into making food products because it's a trend and they feel that they can capitalize on the trend and they, their goal is to sell their company for, you know, a hundred million dollars or whatever by the big food conglomerate companies. That's never been my goal. 
I'm not saying that I would not, you know, not turn down great opportunities, but my goal was to fill a need that I had in my life, trying to keep up with my own needs for a healing food. And while also preparing it for other people, it just got to be too much. And I thought, okay, if I have this problem, then hopefully other families would find the need for a consciously convenient way to get in their bone broth next best to homemade. And, you know, I just, um, I don't know. I just, uh, believe that, um, hopefully sticking with our values and being more of a slow, slow burn, um, business plan, if you will, because I launched my business and then had two babies right away. Um, I, I would have lost my, my, the, all of the momentum in my business had I not started the farmer's market. So kind of circling back to your point. And when I started doing the farmer's market, it was the craziest time of my life having, you know, babies and my son then becoming a junior high, high schooler. And just, gosh, it just felt craziness. And as you know, um, launching your business when you did, um, but the farmer's market made me in touch with my customers and made me, gave me a platform to answer all of those questions. Because what I realized was even though bone broth was becoming this national hyped up superfood, people still have a lot of personal questions and that they need answered. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to educate. And so it became a perfect platform for me to connect with those people and answer questions. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. And I always make sure that I have a couple people working with me in my booth so that I can step out and, you know, really talk with people. Yeah. Get them through whatever they're going through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned this and it's funny because this was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was about how, when your company started, you were birthing not only this amazing company, but you were also starting your family and birthing your babies now. Yes. Um, speak to that a little bit more. Talk about maybe some of the motivations to keep you going, the challenges that you encountered, all of that. Man, this is such a, this is a great question. Thank you for asking it because no one has ever asked me. And, um, I think only women know to answer or ask those kinds of questions, especially you, because you have such a similar, um, story. That's kind of how I roll, I guess. You're going to have a baby, why not start something giant in your life? Well, and for me, Kathy, it was like, I did start my business before um, I conceived my, my, my first born, my first biological, I have a stepson who's now 12, but um, yeah, so Nita was my first biological, as you indicated. Um, and the amount of fear that I had in launching my business the amount of anxiety of just creating something that was soulful to me, that was important to me and launching it out into the world and, and wondering if it was going to be well received, um, was a scary, scary process for me being a more of a perfectionist coming from that perfectionist mindset. And then once I conceived Nita and went through my pregnancy and, um, had a successful birth the way that I had, um, sort of want, wanted, I, I had never felt more powerful in my whole life. And no matter how a woman births their babies, I think it's, it, it truly, if you don't feel empowered by the birthing process, then you're not awake in your life. And I just stepped out of that experience going, okay, 
I just, that was my worst fear. All of the fears that I had in my business, those are just surface stuff. What the heck was I even <laughs> worried about? You know, it, it was silly. Um, and it just became like, I'm not afraid anymore. You know, I'm, I'm just not afraid to fail anymore. Um, because to be honest with you, my business was so close to failing at that point anyway, because I had just sort of lost momentum before I even got started, um, with some production issues and just kind of the perfect storm. And I, so I think that it was like, I don't know, um, God's way for me to, it was the only way it could have happened in my life was in, in, um, simultaneous simultaneously with raising my young family. Um, sometimes I wonder, gosh, why did it have to be like this? I had all of this time in my twenties and early thirties and I waited so long to have children and why, you know, why did it, why did it happen this way? But now I am really settled in the fact that it couldn't have happened any other way. Um, for me personally, and it just shattered all of that perfectionist crap. Um, allowed me to become way more vulnerable and realize or just be settled in my vulnerability because everybody's vulnerable. Um, and then just put one foot in front of the next every single day. And if that was doing things that are scary, like today, I don't enjoy doing these kinds of things. But again, I've conquered so much more by having babies. So why not? Right. You know, and you're doing fantastic. And Thank like, you. I'm just amazed listening to every, all the knowledge that you have. So thank you. Well, um, likewise, likewise, I think, I think kind of like what you were saying, and, and that was the thought that came to my head when you started telling about this experience is that that's just God's plan though. Isn't it amazing how he like starts to tear you down and like, you're starting to really believe that, Oh, should I even be doing this? And then you have this amazing creation come into your life and completely change everything. And like, wow, that's just God's goodness. And that's just, I don't yeah, know. I can't we, even explain it anymore because I know exactly no, what you're saying, but you get no. so discouraged and so down. And like you said, you were losing momentum. You were maybe even questioning what you were doing or if you should yeah, be doing that. And all, then, like, what the heck did I do? I mean, I drained our life savings to start this business. And then we have a, we have a, we have a baby that also we did a home birth, which of course isn't covered by any sort of insurance. So right there was, you know, a good chunk of change that we put out there. So, I mean, it just coincided with financial burden. And then the first year of Nita's life um, was really challenging. And this is not something that I really have talked about either. She suffered terribly her first year of life from a skin condition. She looked like she had, she was covered in third degree burns. And here I am, um, you know, a person in the holistic health space that educates others on how to heal eczema and psoriasis and other autoimmune issues. And oh my goodness, my brand new infant child who had was only breastfeeding at the time um, was suffering so terribly from this condition. And it just was like you said, it just stripped me back. And you know, the, the layers and layers and layers of things that I learned through that process, but how it coincided with my business was thankfully I had set up the e-commerce portion of it. I had set it, I'd set it up well so that when orders came in, especially during those tender few months when you're newly postpartum and you're connecting with, you know, 
your new child and how it all fits into the larger family. Um, I was able to do very little to keep it afloat and to keep my customers, um, you know, happy. And then I just stopped questioning anymore. I just, now you don't have, as you know, as a mom, you don't have time to question anymore. I wake up and the day's work is basically already laid out for me, whether that's putting out fires, whether that's, you know, oh gosh, I have 20 minutes now to to lend towards a creative project. Whereas before a creative project, I would want to do start to finish without any, without any break in focus. Cause I'm just a focused person when it comes down to, um, my tasks. And now I just realize I can't, I, I just can't do it that way. And I spent a little time wallowing in the grief that I felt of like, I want to be this productive person. I have no fears anymore, but I don't know. I no longer have that time. Um, and as you said, it became, this is a spiritual journey. This is just putting it in God's hands and going, okay, this is my business. You know what I've got to do to be my CEO, be my, be my calendar agenda person, like help me. I, I don't know what to do, but I have customers that I want to serve basically at the end of the day. And you are bringing to me people that are, um, asking for my, um, the, the wisdom that could only have come by the grace of God. And so I know, I know that this is, um, to be still a part of my life and I want to walk it through. Um, and when things feel a little overwhelming, like you said before, you just, you lay it, you lay it down, you lay it down and you figure out what's important. You do those things first. And then it seems strange how, when you do that, um, things just tend to get done. And, somehow I've become a more productive person through all of this, um, a more efficient, I should say, I've always been a busy person, but I really know now how to be more efficient with my time as a business owner and a mom and all of those things. That's amazing. Amen. I mean, you just really spoke to me because again, I'm going through this cycle of like when I had scout. So I started my business after I had had Huck, right? So um, he was like eight months old, but then got pregnant with Scout a couple years later and went through this whole ebb and flow of what happens when I'm, when the teacher is not in the classroom and when kind of the building is there and the the class is there and people are just basically, in my book, I kind of think of it as like, it's just survival mode right then, you know, at least with the business. Right. And I can't be there to do anything about it. Um, and that I'm kind of coming off the tail end of that now too. I came back to work this week and I feel really good and it's good to see my students. Um, but man, there's a lot of times when you're in that, uh, phase where you're not directly hands-on and where you're kind of, you're still trying to nourish your family and balance that family part of it, um, and be more present for them than your business that, it's easy to get in your own head and easy to start questioning a lot of things. So I think you said it so beautifully when you said you, you really do just have to give it to God. And if you're supposed to be doing this work, then help me make it happen. Yeah. And the work shows up naturally every day. So I've just stopped, I've just stopped worrying about it. Um, thankfully, you know, I'm in a position where my husband you know, has able, has been able to support me throughout this entrepreneurial journey. And he is too an entrepreneur. 
Um, so he gets it. So he gets that there are ebbs and flows, especially, you know, watching me become a, a mother and being a stay at home mother at that. Um, you know, thankfully I've had his support and patience along the way. Um, gosh, I mean, but I just feel, I just feel like, okay, I can either be anxious about this, about, and, and I think you and I being, um, achievers, it's hard to, like you say, to let it, to let, to, to let survival mode just be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have all of these creative ideas and we have all of these initiatives and we have all of these goals that we want to reach. Um, but along the way, we will miss our children growing up if we don't prioritize being in the moment with our children every single day and nourishing them with good meals. And that all takes time, you know, keeping ourselves healthy and balanced um, with self-care. It, there just isn't a lot of time to put your business in the top priority spot anymore. And so I just, I'm okay with my business growing at the rate that it grows at. And thankfully, like I said, I'm supported in that. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have to draw a certain income from it right away. I can, I can let it breathe. Um, so like I said, I, I'm, I'm lucky and I'm blessed in that regard as well. But um, I also know that if, if this is no longer my plan, I'm not attached to it succeeding or failing anymore. Um, if this is not the will that I am to walk forward, it will be very clear when that journey is up and I won't have to worry about it. I won't have to like do the mental ping pong, like, should I, or shouldn't I, should I, or shouldn't I, it will just be very clear. There will be no one there to serve anymore. And right now there's people to serve and you have students to serve. So as long as there's people there to serve, we just keep showing up the best that we can. And God does the rest. You are making my heart so happy right now. And like, I wish my listeners could see because I am just nodding my head and I'm just inside saying, yes, yes. Like this is a message that not only I need to hear, but I think people out there listening who are no matter what season of life that they're in, if, if they're going through something like this, like you need to be reminded of what you're saying exactly right now. So thank you so much for saying that and sharing because you're right. If there are people to serve, that's God's plan for you and that's what you're doing. And that's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, well, isn't it? I mean, I think it's so easy when we're the achiever and educator type to inflate our own sense of self worth to the point where you prioritize the business over being a servant leader. Does that make sense? Like, so I've gotten to the point where I realized, yes, I have all these creative ideas, but honestly, it's, it's, it's like, I have this idea and then I go to Instagram, for example, and realize that all of these other companies have already executed this wonderful idea that I thought I downloaded from the cosmos that was completely unique to me. <laughs> it's not, it's really not. And, and so there's nothing, there's really nothing proprietary about some of these creative things that I feel in my heart that I want to get out into the universe. So sometimes it really like, um, makes me relax a little bit and go, I'm not that special. And yet I am special. I'm the reason I am special and that I'm in this position and I have a business to steward is because I'm willing to serve people. And I've gotten to that place in my heart and in my soul 
that I am just so thankful that by the grace of God only, he's given me a vehicle to serve people in a way that's unique to me and that's unique to you. And, and, you know, I, I'm no longer like trying to like build a, a brand that's, you know, the kitschiest or the coolest or, you know, the most achieving or whatever. I just having children completely wiped me clean of those desires. And it just made me go, well, I don't have time for all of that. Great to all the people that can, but I just have to be you. And, yeah, I'm going to yeah, who... help my neighbor. My neighbor came over the other right. day and was like, hey, I'm not feeling so good. Do you have some bone broth? I went to my garage stash and I helped her out. And I'm like, gosh, that's awesome. Do you know I, that, that I can serve my community in that unique way? Yeah. So you have to be you and you have to know that um, if it's going to resonate with someone and if you're your, your message is going to resonate with who it needs to resonate with basically, you know, and you're right at this time in your life, in my life, there's other priorities that, that, uh, need to come into play as well. Definitely. I will also say too, Kathy, that, um, I have been blessed in the last, I hired a, um, a part-time child support nanny, um, about a month ago and what a blessing. I mean, as I indicated before, I stay at home and I also work from home. So my children are in my workspace constantly. Um, that was how I wanted my life to be. And it comes with, so it's, it's great. I'm no complaints, but it does come with its own set of challenges because as you said before, without dedicated work time, you have dependents that are constantly depending on you. So to have an, um, some support, some childcare support has been brilliant, a brilliant hire on my end. And she's a wonderful extension of myself. So that's also a, a, a thing that I love um, that's happened. Um, so and how, okay, also, tell people how many kids you have and what their ages are. Yeah. So I have Turner who's 12. He's my, uh, my stepson. Um, we co-parent, um, really well with his mom and his stepdad. Um, and then I have, and I've known Turner since the day he was born. So he's always been my son. And then, um, I have Nita who is just turning three in a week. And then I have Griffin who just turned one in July. Yeah. So this nanny has been such a blessing because I've been really able to get back to my own personal, um, self-health routine. Um, well, I shouldn't call it a routine because every day is a little different and I've had to be really okay with that. Whereas before, as being an adamantine practitioner, my, my self-care was definitely set. But right. as I mentioned to you before, I don't know if we caught this on the recorded portion or not. I mean, I'm still up in the middle of the night. Last night I was up between midnight and 4 a.m. Griffin is teething. So he's going through, as you know, the, these children, they have these like little phases that they go in and out of. And so just when I'm able to kind of get my practice back into a rhythm, something like this shakes it down. And again, it's totally going back to the adamantine tenets of surrender. Not only did I have to really work on surrender during the birth process itself, but during that postpartum, you know, the, the first year or so of actually two years, it was for Nita, um, given her condition. I mean, 
you just on a daily basis are practicing that surrender surrender in life way more than I ever could have ever imagined. For sure. I'm I'm sure it's something we'll continue continue to do, but thank goodness I had adamantine to help me with that. But again, going back to my self-care practice, it's looked a little different, but I've been able now to get a little more of that in and man, it just, it does make me feel like I'm approaching every day more whole. Yeah. Um, than just fractured because of that lack of sleep and the lack of time and spiritual time that I'm able to sit and meditate and just listen to God, um, direct my life and my path. So, so here's my question. What does a typical day look like? I mean, typical in the sense that like you were saying that you have an assistant that comes in, you have your nanny that comes in, um, So that's one question that I want to ask you, but before I do, I want to circle back to this whole, like having the nanny and having help. It makes such a difference, man. It is a life changer. I kind of do the same thing that you do. So I have certain days where I'm at the studio and I have work time without the kids here. Um, and then I have days where I have a couple of the kids home with me. Like yesterday was one of those. And I was trying to get some work done yesterday. And I'll tell you when I had 20 minutes at the end of the day, after the kids were in bed, I got more done in that 20 minutes than I did the entire day because it was so fragmented. And so, okay, let's play this now, or let's, let me help you with this. And, and I just, you know, I couldn't stay focused at home when, when the kids are there. So, um, I'm so proud of you for getting a nanny because you can get so much more done. Yeah. And you know, I, I would, I don't know that it's increased my workload just yet because we're still working through me getting to a space maybe outside of my home office to, to have more focus. But, um, what it's allowed me to feel is just more balanced. I, I don't, I don't have to feel like I'm village living is how we traditionally as social creatures raised our families. And so this was an important person to be in my life that I wanted as an extension of me and to reflect back to my children, our values in a way that they felt safe. Like, okay, no matter what, if it's nanny or if it's mom, um, I, I know, I know what this world is that we're co-creating together. Um, and so we're not quite yet to the point where I'm just like, man, on a work productive high, but Um, I just feel like I'm so much more grounded and whole as a human being that I, the, the 20 minutes of productive time that I do have yet at the end of the day, like you said, I just, I'm coming at that with so much more clarity and I can get so much more accomplished in that 20 minutes. And this is, I just, I mean, when you say this, not that I'm trying to be like, um, a man, um, a man hater or anything, by saying this, but I just don't know it. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say men in general, in general is more of the woman that's taking care of the children. So what, whoever is taking, whoever's the caretaker, whether it's man or woman, um, within their partnerships, man, it's like, you don't really get it until you are that person that is, responsible for those dependent human beings every day. And then also running a business and trying to be productive. So I admire you so much, um, because I know exactly what you're going through and I know that you could only be 
Oh my gosh. I mean, the amount of layers of wisdom that you are downloading on a daily basis by just walking through your journey is amazing because I get it. I get it. It's, it's just the same. Likewise to you, girl, my goodness, that's really kind, but I think the same of you, like it's, but I can't, you can't do it without your village. And no. I talked about that in my previous episodes too, is that we have, it has to be a village and I couldn't do this without my husband. My husband is so supportive. And so absolutely, even if he doesn't ever say, I mean, he says it sometimes, but if he doesn't say no, the like actual words, say it a little more, right. What? <laughs> I said, we, we, we would like to have them say it a little right, more, right. But it we, wouldn't hurt. definitely married a good support. But the fact that, husband. yeah, he, yeah. I'm right there with you. We're talking yeah. about like the spending money on starting the business. And I mean, we bought a building that was really, okay, two mortgages now, you know, like that's yeah. scary. So and scary. He was like, yeah, this is, this is what you're doing. So yeah. this is your business. So I in, a, in a sense, he's your biggest fan. Um, and that's how Matt has always been with me too. It must be um, the name because mine is Matt too. So, oh, the, oh, Matt's. oh God bless St. Matt, <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> no, they truly, you're so right. Um, that being my first, my, 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 uh, ride or die in terms of like my, my village, uh, foundation. But on top of that, the village of women that I, um, starting with Turner's mom, you know, Turner's mom, Leah, Leah, I, you get creative, you know, Thursdays, Thursdays, um, you were asking about kind of what my days look like. Well, I could never tell you a typical day because every day is very different, but my weeks are starting to become a little more structured. So like Thursdays, for example, Leah Turner's mom, and then Turner's sister, who's, um, uh, four, um, Elizabeth, they both come to my house and they, we do a childcare exchange. So she comes to provide childcare and we live village style basically on Thursday. And then on Friday, she just drops Elizabeth off and um, she does her entrepreneurial um, endeavors on Fridays. So we, we, we've gotten into this little like co-op share, if you will. That is so um, fantastic. Oh yeah. And then, and then in my business, I have um, my right hand lady, excuse me, her name is Kate, um, as well. So lots of Kate's and lots of Matt. Right. Yes. Um, she started with me almost a year ago and that has, that has also been the biggest shift in my, um, in my life. She is, she's also a fellow mom. So she always talks about tapping into her mom powers, which cracks me up because it is this like <laughs> hidden gem of energy and whatever wisdom, but she, um, you know, she's, she, she's in for the village style living. So not only is she my executive on lots of business affairs, um, she'll change diapers if she needs to. She's upstairs watching my kids right now so that I have some quiet time to do the podcast. I just think like going back to that village style living is, um, it's so key. And when I, hopefully when I, um, in a place where I'm, a little more free with my time, I'll be able to give this time back to women who are bringing children into this world and offer them the kind of support and assistance that these people are bringing me. It's amazing. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap up this podcast. Um, you're exactly right. And, you know, finding that balance between whether it's people helping with your kids, helping with your business. I recently started outsourcing some of my business to an administrator, to a virtual assistant. And like, 
it has been a godsend. It's so nice. nice. It's, um, I don't know. It's just nice because then I feel like I don't have to be, or I don't feel that guilt of not posting stuff on social media or not, I don't know, getting out emails when I wanted to get them out because I have someone who's there helping me with that. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, so that all plays into that balance. And let's talk about social media. Just one quick second. I know you're trying to wrap this no, up. You're fine. I, I, I could talk really to you for hours. I don't <laughs> What'd you say? I really want to pick your brain on this because you hit a hot button for me when you said the guilt of not posting on social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have gotten to this place in my life and in my spiritual walk where personally, I would not own any social media accounts if I did not have a business. Same here. Okay. Really? Okay, good. So you're on the same page. Well, I really wrestle with this because on one hand, I sort of hate it. On one hand, I sort of love it because lots of my customers get information via its um, platforms. But I constantly feel like if I, you know, I I don't want to be caught in the rat race of like, am I doing the coolest stuff or am I posting as often as I should as what the experts say I should in order to get this particular return or whatever. I just, I've just sort of shelved it, to be honest. It's kind of one of those things that has not been at the top of my priority list. I might do a tidbit here or there when we're at the farmer's market and I'm, I have some time on my hands. It's just become so backseat. And I I guess I'm a little, a little worried in the sense of, gosh, am I going to lose touch completely? Because there's not, this is how people get into their information now. I just don't, this is, this is the area of my life where balance is really hard to find. Even with my son, who is now going to be getting a smartphone and going into the parental aspects of a son or a daughter having a smartphone and how much do you monitor and how much do you let them participate? All of that. It's just, Oh, I just, I'm so overwhelmed by it all, especially as a business owner. So talk to me a little bit about your theory on this. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I don't have a theory. I just know that it has to be there and it has to be out there and present because that's what people spend their time doing is scrolling. And I, I don't like that. And I, in my personal life, I try to avoid that at all costs. Um, I will, I post stuff on social media that I know personally, I guess that I know is going to benefit my family or that my, my family members who don't live around here are going to see pictures of my kids or my family. But, um, and then I also try to post because of, the message that I put out there with my business of this creating health, harmony, and happiness. I need to put that out there to show them that I'm a real person too. Um, and okay. I like that perspective. Like it's, so it's a way of communicating even ideas to your clients of how healthy health, health, happiness, and Health, health harmony and happiness. Yeah. Health harmony and happiness looks like in your life yes. or doesn't look on a certain occasion. Exactly. But you're trying to cultivate it from, from the exactly. chaos, if you will. Exactly. Okay. So this I could like be chaos, but you know what? I'm living in it and this is real. This is, this yeah. is what life happens. What, what happens in life to everybody? How do you get through it? You know, or this is us getting through it. So it kind of goes back to kind of what we were talking about before using it as a platform to serve makes it so much more 
makes the priority of it a little more, um, I guess, higher on my list versus it being just something I have to do to make my business succeed. Right. Do, you want, do you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Great, and you know, I my, like that a lot. My administrative assistant also, she is, is big into that too. And just supporting me in that mindset that, um, I don't want it. We don't want it all to be just pushing stuff and about the business and about, um, you know, if I have something coming up or whatever it may be, it needs to be real life and, and look feasible or look like, I don't, doable. I don't want to say, yeah, look doable. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my take on social well, media. Well, anybody can cultivate happiness, harmony, and health. It's, you know, amidst three children, like you're doing such an amazing job. So, um, you know, that's a great platform and you're such an inspiration well, thanks. To, yeah. So, okay. Well, I like, thank you for answering that and yeah. kind of taking a little jaunt with me because I do struggle with the social media aspect of business yeah. for sure. It's hard. It's hard. And you know, some things like you don't want to have all your business out there. You don't want to have all of your personal and private life no, out there. Exactly. At least I don't. Some people do. Some people put that out there, but I don't, I don't want to have that, but I do want people to see that I have struggles and that life is hard sometimes and it yeah that life is the same for me um I think sometimes and I think I kind of get this way with James sometimes is that and at least I did in the beginning um you know his life looks wonderful and put together and like he doesn't have any like in my mind I start to think oh, well, maybe he doesn't worry about this or he doesn't have any of these fears or anxieties, but he does, he's real, you know? And so I think if we don't put that message out there for people who we are serving, sometimes they can get that false sense of, um, of, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to reach a place that they could never reach. And, and yet we, we, so true, so true. So like, so social media is a way in, in, and an effort to communicate or almost to sort of take off the layers of the, the masks, if you will, of our professional, um, I don't know, um, our, our professional, professional look that we put out there. Yes, exactly. Because, oh man. Okay. And, and that's a struggle. I mean, that's a, I mean, again, as a recovering perfectionist trying to get stuff out there, that's not, and it's not that I, it's not that I don't want people to know that my life isn't real. It's about, I don't like being in front of the camera or I don't like being recorded or, you know, I could sit after this podcast and think, oh my gosh, what did I roll over all of the things that I said? And what did I say there? And did I say it right? And, and it, that's just exhausting to me. So I just don't do it. And, and really, I think, um, I heard Brene Brown talk on a podcast recently and she said that. Um, perfectionism is always related. There's always a root of shame there. And I've been exploring that a little bit more and how it then applies to my social media efforts, I guess. Um, just, yeah, just trying, like you say, and I love, I love how you're sort of tying all together of it's a way for me to unmask and just show people that I'm a real person. Um, and as we both know, teaching and guiding people, you get a lot, a lot further, a lot further when you're just real and vulnerable with people. Yep. 
I agree. So yeah, like doing that in real life is not a problem for me, but doing it online is definitely something that I haven't mastered. So, well, that's okay. It's a journey. Definitely. It is. It's a journey for everybody to see and watch. Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I got to embrace that, I guess. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So tell my listeners where they can find you and how they can get some of your products. Yeah, so um, you can go to our website, of course, which is braisedbonebroth.com. And right now we're really big into the farmer's market season. So downtown Des Moines Farmer's Market is where you can catch us every Saturday um, until the end of the market, which I think ends in the end of October. There's a couple of winter markets after that as well. We do have this pop-up trailer, cedar trailer that we do different little pop-up events here and there. So if you follow us on Facebook, which I'm (laughs) super engaged on, but I do try to at least people let, let, at very least, let people know where we're at and what we're doing, what we're up to. Um, so that's a good way. And of course our newsletter online. So, and then, um, in stores, we're in certain Hy-Vee's across the Metro. Uh, we are at Camel's Nutrition, um, which is my favorite spot to get, to send people to, um, Wallace Farms Buying Club, um, and the Iowa Food Co-op. So a few different local vendors carry our product. And if you have a Hy-Vee store, maybe even down in Knoxville, Kathy, you should let them know. Um, anything else that you need to share or that you would like to share about your business? Okay. No, thank you. I just appreciate the opportunity and you're a wonderful interviewer and um, made made me feel right at home just sharing and connecting. So I love it. Thank you so much for doing this, Kate. I'm, it's always so good to connect with you and I wish I got to see you more often. So we need to connect more and I'm sure you have more uh, information that I need to pick your brain on at some point for another podcast. So now that you've got one under your belt, consider it down the road in a while um, with maybe specific nutrition type stuff with your background. So sure. Perfect. All right. Well, that wraps it up and have a wonderful day, Kate. You too, Kathy. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Oh my goodness. I love that girl. Thanks so much, Kate, for taking the time to sit down with me and step out of your comfort zone to be a part of this podcast. So if you are headed to Des Moines and wanting to get your hands on some of that bone broth, then make a stop at Campbell's Nutrition or one of the local Hy-Vees or go to the farmer's market on Saturday mornings and stop at their little stand. It is so adorable and the bone broth is delicious with all the add-ins that you can possibly add to it. But if you want to try it before then, head on over to the show notes page, cairnyogawellness.com backslash podcast 11, and you can pick up a coupon code to order some for yourself to be shipped right to your house. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com 
to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness. And to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening.